What does it mean to be engaged in today's workplace? How do we inspire, inform, and connect a working community? How do we build a culture of irreplaceability, trust, and listening to keep people on board and rowing together? Welcome to Post-COVID Leadership Advice. This series is all about building a workplace culture where people feel heard, supported, informed, and connected. This is a roadmap for leaders at any level, at any organization. The four worker personas. So we all now know that hybrid is still here and it will be here for at least the foreseeable future. We're not going to be forced back to the office and we're also probably not going to go back, all of us at the same time, every single day uh, from now on. That's just the way it's shaping up right now. So who are the people that are going back to work and who are the people that are coming uh, a little bit of the time, three or four days a week? Who are the people who you see never? And what do these people want? So we're going to look today at the four kinds of personas. So the problem with hybrid is that at any given time, you will have a few people on and a few people off at any day of the week, even on the high traffic day. So the, the camel Tuesday, Thursday model where um, nobody comes in on a Friday and uh, everybody comes in on a Tuesday or Thursday. That's of course possible. But even on those days, you will have a portion of the workforce uh, calling in from home, working remotely. And so who are these people and uh, what do they want? We find that about 55% of the average workforce is coming in one day a week or less. 28%, so a little less than a third, will come in two or three days a week. And only 17% will come in four or five days a week. And then there are also a small portion of the population that will come in absolutely never. And often these are employees that are hired from a remote location without any expectation of ever coming into the office because they're hired in Bora Bora. And that's where they live and that's where they do their work because that's the best person for the job at this price category. And so we hired them fully remote. And these kinds of jobs are actually growing more and more. So of those people who are coming in four or five days a week, one day a week, three days, who are they and what do they want? So you have type number one, who we call the traditionalist. And this is somebody who just wants to go back to normal. Um, before COVID, this person probably didn't work a lot from home anyway. And now that we're all back to normal, this person is also returning to the normal rhythm. This is somebody who says home is home, work is work. The commute gives me that buffer zone between my home life and my work life. I like that. I like leaving my house uh, and my cat and my kids and my laundry and my phone and I transition uh, to a place of work and when I'm there, I'm really focused and I'm really engaged. And when I'm done, I leave and I go home. And that includes weekends. This person can be convinced to do the odd uh, task uh, on weekends or in the evenings, but in general, when they're in the office, they do their work. When they're gone, they go home and then that's it. They don't like to blur the boundaries. So this is the traditionalist. Then you have the worker who we call the task guided. And for this person, they are a whole lot more flexible. They look at the kinds of work that they have, the kinds of tasks that they have to carry out, and they choose the environment that best suits that task. So let's say you have Sally. She works in marketing. And her job is a combination of 
brain, brainstorm ideation and collaboration with team members, and then also working out these ideas into a presentation pitch for a customer. Okay, so a lot of her time will be spent in the office, working with her colleagues, coming up with some great solutions, and, and going back and forth, and this is definitely done best in a live situation. The ideas are better, you, you gather more information, there are more ideas to pull from, you gather a lot from the actual environment you're in. It's nearly impossible to brainstorm and ideate in a hybrid setting because you, you can't interrupt each other and talk around each other. You have to wait your turn and you have to put your little digital hand up and wait to be called on and then the idea is gone. You're like, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, I'm sure it was brilliant, but let's move on. And so you don't really get the great ideas that way. So this particular worker will say, okay, we have a team ideation session from, you know, on Tuesdays. That's when I go in the office. And then on Wednesdays, that's my day to cocoon myself and uh, close all the windows, shut the blinds, get into a dark room, turn on your binary beats uh, uh, with your noise canceling headphones so your cat doesn't bother you and focus and then you get your work done. And that's when you don't want to have your colleagues around saying, hey, let's go get a, you know, let's go get a taco for lunch. You don't want that actually. You want to shut all that out. So that person, that task guided worker will surround themselves, create the environment that is best suited for the task and it doesn't really matter. Um, that person will also come in for social events. So let's say there's a Mindfulness Monday that they want to attend. Great, they'll be there. Let's say it's uh, Muffin Morning uh, on Tuesdays. They'll be there. Uh, let's say there's uh, After Work Drinks uh, on First Fridays. They'll be there and they'll plan their work day around it. So this person needs a lot of space and freedom uh, and is best trusted to make those decisions for themselves. If they feel like they're being constrained and told where to go and what to do and what kind of environment they ought to be in, they will not perform at their highest because they need to have a certain environment to carry out certain tasks. Type number three is the freedom lover. And this is a person who really needs outside stimulus and inspiration that they cannot get in their standard location. This is a person who will come into the office quite often to gather inspiration from colleagues and coworkers uh, and to change their scenery so they can pull in ideas from the outside. But this is also a person who will go for six weeks to Mallorca and log in from there and pull in experiences and inspiration from the environment there to freshen everything up, have some good ideas, activate another region of the brain by speaking Spanish instead of English or whatever your native language is that you speak every day at the office. This unlocks a lot of creative ideas and this freedom lover worker understands this and knows that if you put themselves into situations where they have to activate other parts of their brain that they will get a very interesting result. This is a kind of worker that does a lot of creative work, a lot of writing work, a lot of introspective work where they're expected to come up with things from within and not somebody who takes um, uh, assimilates ideas from from other sources but is expected to generate a lot of content and material themselves and this person will know instinctively what kinds of surroundings will give them that inspiration. This is also a kind of worker that would feel very upset if um, somebody is telling them that they have to be present for this or this or that or that they can't go um, to Vietnam for uh, a month to log in from there. If this person is trusted 
I guarantee that their work, the quality of their work, will go up. This is also a person who will go the extra mile when they are respected and trusted to, to do their roles where they need it and if they need that inspiration that they can have it. This is a person who can be extremely loyal and will give that extra working on weekends, working on evenings, it doesn't matter, they will do it if it's returned to them, if that trust is returned to them. So then we have the type four, which is the fully remote worker. And this employee is never coming back, never because there is a circumstance in their life that causes them to be much, much more effective off-site, fully off-site. And whether this is somebody who is a full-time remote hire, somebody that is hired from the other part of the globe, that you have never the expectation of seeing them face-to-face. -face. They were onboarded um, digitally, they were interviewed digitally, they show up to digital meetings, and they will not come physically to the office. And that's fine. This is, it could also be somebody who used to work physically but just became a dad and needs to be home a lot or is caring for um, an elderly person in their family and needs to be home or somebody who might be recovering from an illness. There are a lot of reasons why a portion of the workforce is fully remote and it could be their choice and it could be not their choice but it could be that that's what they need at that time. So this kind of worker the challenge here is to make sure that they are onboarded well. This is a real big difficult thing to do for leadership is to onboard the fully remote. How do you do that? How do you make sense of a company that only exists in your head and you don't know anybody? You can't just walk up to the fourth floor and say, hey guys in IT, I need help, help with this thing. They need to pinpoint the people that they need to make appointments with them. And the only way they can do that is with a lot of hand-holding from their manager. This is a big job. But on the other hand, once they're in and they're able to work as they need and they know enough uh, to find the solutions themselves, this kind of worker can work really at any time that they need. If you need this person to be available on short notice, on weekends, on evenings, chances are that they would be open to that. So. How do you create a working model that takes all of these needs, all of these different perspectives into consideration? And I think the first step here is acceptance that this is just the way things are now and there's really no going back. This has enormous benefits too because you will get the best person for the job when you consider the fully remote employee. This will also be really good for engagement for those creative types that need to have that stimulus that you can't get in their own environment. Or somebody who has a family member who's suffering overseas and they just need to go for a little while. This will drive engagement. This is also something that can be projected into the outside world. So if you have a social seating um, uh, apparatus set up in your workplace, you can project to the outside world, hey, here at this company, we say that six weeks a year you can work from somewhere else. It's fine. You just have to log it and tell us where you are and not miss a meeting. And as long as you don't miss out on what's going on and your productivity is the same and your engagement is the same, we don't care where you work from. In fact, it doesn't even really matter where you log in from. If you're in the office, that's one thing. If you're out of the office, you could be at home or you can be in Italy 
it actually doesn't matter. The experience is the same. As long as the internet is good and you have the technical support you need, being working from home is identical to working from Buenos Aires. So it's really a mindset shift in leadership. Do I feel comfortable having people spread all over the world that I can't see them and having them maybe not pop into the office so much? You can also make an arrangement where you say, hey, you can go to Spain for an entire month, but then beforehand and afterwards, I'd like to see you in the office at least four days a week running up and four days a week going out so that you can maximize on your colleague time. And then when you come back, you can also share what you've experienced with your colleagues and they can benefit from your time overseas as well. So there are certain ways to, to work in such a way that uh, people's needs are met and this goes for leadership and teams as well. A lot of people need that, that face time too. The great news about all this is that once you have mapped out who's working where and who's doing what, that this has a way of filtering down into the physical space. So you can downsize. You don't need all that space in the office. You can have fewer desks and fewer chairs. You can lower your costs for heating, electricity. You don't have to have so much equipment. You don't have to order so much food. You don't have to have the same number of facilities on staff. So if you accept that this is the way the working population is, and you understand that these costs, when you work outside of the office, these costs are also externalized now. So that reduces your cost to operate as well. And once you realize the enormous benefits that come with these kinds of personas, the better and the happier everybody will be. So these are the worker personas. Thank you for being a part of this episode. Subscribe, follow, so you never have to miss another one. These ideas are based on the Comic Books for Executive series. Go to postcovidhandbook.com.